Welcome to Indie Music Podcast, episode 338, Prioritization. This morning, Matt and I get together and talk about some thoughts on prioritization of tasks and dealing with overload, overwhelm, and processes that can help manage being effective with your tasks and client management. Enjoy the show. Hi, and welcome to the Indie Music Podcast, the podcast for independent musicians and other audio professionals. We're your hosts. I'm Matt Denton, also known as Mojo of Ragged Birds Music. I'm a Bay Area mix engineer and recording artist. And Douglas Reynolds of Resonance Mastering, a mastering engineer in Bloomington, Illinois. Good morning, Doug. Hey, good morning. Happy Saturday. Yeah, thanks. It's been a week, man. I've just been really busy. I was... Uh, traveling, mm. uh, was in Atlanta, Georgia for three days and which was really beautiful there. Pretty nice. awesome. Um, I have never been. Oh yeah. A nice city. So, um, great food. Wow. Yeah. Anywhere over in that direction, uh, that has people that know how to serve, um, uh, or prepare like low country food. Mm. Oh man. It's like one of my favorite you know, grits. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever even had grits. They make, they can do grits. You know, it's, it's like, and if you had, you've never had, you've, you know, if you haven't been to right. uh, any of the, the, the Southeastern states and, you know, you haven't actually had grits. Yeah, so. I'm sure that's true. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, savory grits for dinner and breakfast grits and <laughs> lunch grits. I'm not sure that I'd make a trip just for the grits though. <laughs> I'm, you know, don't, don't discount it, man. It, uh, um, I would go, I would go just for the grits. If I, someone said, Hey, we're making grits down here. <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll take that under advisement. <laughs> I see you like me are uh, sweatshirted today. <laughs> yeah. Nice and cool out, uh, in the sixties here. Fall is on the way, man. It's the uh, leaves are changing. Oh, fall is here. I'm going to be raking soon. Oh, yeah. A few weeks. We're a few weeks away from that, I think. Oh. Usually November. Yeah, I'm not a fan of waking up in the dark. That's not not making me happy. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of being busy, yeah, I, yeah. Thought, I thought we'd talk about being too busy. <laughs> okay. And what that means. I mean uh as a discussion not as a not as a platform <laughs> i brought this yeah. up in the in the diy music chat yesterday and somehow it turned into more of a platform and i that wasn't the intent the intent was to bring a discussion because everybody gets busy yeah. and sometimes everybody gets busy to the point where they could call it overwhelm and how do you yeah. deal with that and what brings it about and how do you mitigate that and, and what i don't know processes can you put in place to prevent that <laughs> Yeah, I always like to think of the alternative, you know, and uh, when you don't have anything going on yeah. and, uh, you know, compare the stresses of that to, um, you know, the stresses of just having a lot going on and needing to get things done and uh, dealing with priorities and everything else, you know. Um, I like that as a jumping off point. Um, I feel like I just went from a period of uh, having, you know, either little or or even keel to do to having too much to do and all of it being urgent and non-negotiable and not being able to spread it out or schedule it properly or anything. And, uh, yeah, I think one of the things that it's <laughs> good to do during those, those lull periods is prepare and, um, put some systems in place for when it does get to be overwhelming and too much. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I think I, I'd like to think that I have all the systems in place that I need uh, when I'm busy. Um, mm-hmm. and, and that does change a little bit. Uh, but, uh, you know, just depending on on if something comes up that is uh, better solves a particular problem than mm-hmm. what I currently have. You know, um, I think, you know, when I get um, so much going on that it's it's overload mm-hmm. or overwhelm, you know. Uh, it, then it's it's a matter of of drawing the line, yeah. Uh, and this is the priority line, and uh, and things are either going to make the cut or they're not, right? And you know because I mean there's only so much you can do, and yes. if you try to do everything, it's going to be at the cost of some things, right? Um, <laughs> Sleep, you know. <laughs> Yeah, or or the actual things that you're, you're working on. Yeah, or the things that you're working on. Something has to give because there's only one person yeah. in, in our case anyway and and only so many hours in the day. So I think, it's, you know, then it's a matter of prioritization and communication that this is the way that it's going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Right. So, you know, you're your own manager, you know, and it depends on on what the context of it, what it is. If, if, if it's business related and it's your clients, then... Um, you know, it's really up to, uh, uh, you as the business owner to, uh, to communicate what's mm-hmm. actually going to happen versus what you thought was going to happen. Yes. Um, and, uh, you know, sometimes it's unfortunate, but you know, it's going to be a week, uh, you know, or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's, it's whatever you can do. Um, how you decide on priority prioritization is, is kind of up to you, you know, is it, uh, you know, the size of the project? Is it, uh, how long, um, has this already been going on? Uh, and, uh, mm-hmm. uh, how much money's involved? Um, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, there's lots of different things to, to consider, uh, when prioritizing. So, um, you know, you really need to just kind of look at everything and, and, and then basically just set a bar of, of what is, uh, going to be your highest priority and then work in that type of order prioritization is everything you know Um, yes uh, you know and uh and having an understanding of why something is a priority over something else uh to determine you know what order you want to go in there may be also be other things that are out of your control obviously that, that there's always that kind of thing uh that uh um cause something that may be a high priority to not be able to be doable because Mm-hmm. It, there's a dependency that needs to be met first, you That's know, true. you know, and, and thus, even though the prioritization is higher than something else, uh, that actual ability to, uh, pursue it doesn't exist yet because of other dependencies. So right. those depend those dependencies actually become a higher priority than the item itself, you know? Yeah, that's true. There's uh, often an, either an order of operations concern or a, like a, like a subset of tasks um, that also need to be considered when prioritizing. And, you know, I, I had this thought yesterday, which is, um, well, first of all, I did, I did hear from a wise person, I believe. I want to say it was Carrie Cole uh, who told me that um, overwhelm is really just a lack of priorities. Like if you get overwhelmed, it's because you, you haven't set your priorities correctly and you're letting everything look like it's important and urgent all at once. Although sometimes yeah. I feel like that really does happen once in a while. But, um, and what occurred to me yesterday was that priorities uh, is a close cousin or maybe even another word for boundaries, setting boundaries on things. So if you're setting up that line you're talking about is really a boundary line. 
These are the things that are going to get done. These are the things that have to wait. I have to stand my ground and plant my flag and say, and, and as you, to your other point, which is communication, I know something I have in the past been guilty of is not, is, is either overestimating uh, what I can get done in a certain amount of time or um, underestimating what uh, will happen <laughs> that's outside of my control that'll affect the amount of time that I have available to me um, mm-hmm. and, uh, and not communicating properly. Like, I, th- I think a lot of us have a tendency to communicate the best case scenario instead of communicating uh, a real scenario. Like instead of saying, oh, yeah, I can, I can get that done in this time frame. Instead of t- stepping back going, okay, here's really what's on your plate. Here's your other like familial and other obligations. And here's the time frame. Is this a really a realistic goal or is this an optimistic goal that you have a chance of not meeting? That's, that's something yeah. that needs to be considered. So uh, in, in an effort to avoid platforms, I won't mention, but um, the, the, the process and the idea behind this is, is what I do. And, and, and I recommend to others is um, it, it basically is, 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 if paper and pencil works for you, great, <laughs> you know, um, is to, is to write down everything you got going yeah. on yeah, and yeah. don't, don't put it in any order. Just write down stuff as it come, you know, as, as it's in your head. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then kind of develop like a point system and it could just be like one to 10, 10 being the highest priority that it mm-hmm. could possibly be. It's so urgent. It is, uh, um, ridiculous. You know, it's, it's, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, it's, it's business critical. It's customer critical. Okay? It's non-negotiable. And, yeah. And, uh, but everything's negotiable, but zero <laughs> is, um, absolutely can wait. It's, it's backlog. It's, it's. Um, going to get to it when, when I'm having a slow time, you know, yeah. kind of thing. And, uh, you know, and so I use, um, some, some tools for this type of thing, uh, where I, I make tickets and, and, uh, then I can assign priorities to tickets and I can look at them, um, and, uh, uh, decide on what gets work first. So you also get an idea visually of, of dependencies and you can create you know, relationships, uh, of items to other items so that you get an idea of what dependencies, uh, uh, need to be taken care of before the main item. And you could do this on paper too. And you could just sort of draw a line, sure. you know, that, that indicates dependencies. It could be in a hierarchical format, mm-hmm. you know, in a, in an outline, you know, and you just inset, um, you know, items that are depend underneath, uh, you know, in the outline that are uh, dependencies of, the. Uh, of the main thing. Right, know? right. Um, but then you get a good, clear visualization in your mind of everything that you've got going on, um, which is probably when you don't have that is is why you feel overwhelmed because you really don't have a clear picture of everything that you need to right. kind of know. You know, and when you go through this process, you immediately become feeling more empowered and less overwhelmed because you're actually doing something about it, you know? <laughs> true, true. So, uh, you know, it's an action step and, um, you know, everything deserves to, uh, to be taken a look at and, and, and given consideration, right? you know, and then you go, okay, I got to do this and this and this, um, and I can do those this week or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, but, but these guys here have dependencies. Uh, I'm going to communicate, you know, to whomever needs to know, that this, this, and this needs to happen before I can, I can start on this. So uh, right. I've scheduled it for a week out 
And uh, while we're waiting on these dependencies, you know, whatever, or if it's my stuff that is it's depending upon, you know, it still didn't make the priority cut because I got these other things and and I'm communicating, you know. And uh, I think the other thing of overwhelm is is if you're not communicating um, uh, right. this stuff, you know, uh, then you're really not being of service to whoever else is, is a stakeholder. Yeah, I agree. And, and, you know. Um, Keep everybody in so, the loop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And communication is is great, man. You know, because you might find out that they have the ability to help you with this in some way because it's a priority for them too. True. You know, um, you know, and so if you take the team aspect of it, uh, even if you're working independently, you can always team up with your customers. Right. You know, and come up with with solutions to help make things that are not making your priority bar right now uh, uh, continue to have some forward progress, you know? So anyway, work it out. Think of it, things in terms of team whenever possible. Yeah. I love that. It's super important to get everything down so that you really have a clear picture of what it is you're dealing with. And I know that that's one of the things that, that snuck up on me recently in my situation, which was, you know, I was, you know, I had previously I had a project came in, do the project, project goes out, project comes in, do the project, project goes out. And I kind of got in a, in a, in a routine and bypassed my systems for tracking and prioritizing. And then when everything happened at once, um, that's when it became, you know, oops, I don't, I don't have a, I don't have a clear picture of what's going on, how to prioritize it, how to put it in place and everything else. But, um, your communication point is, uh, is a very good one, which is you got to make sure that not just you have a handle on it, but everybody in the everybody involved and everybody who needs to know the status of everything has a handle on this is where I'm at, this is my schedule, this is when it looks like I'll have this taken care of, or yeah, um, this is where I'm at, this is what I need help with. I don't think I can get this done by then. Um, if you have you know, if and and you're right, bringing them in as a team member, um. And uh, just, you know, making sure that everybody is aware of the situation and and let them offer to help if they need to or just let them know what the status is. I mean, otherwise, you're kind of spinning out in uh, in kind of like what if land and uh, you're kind of second guessing other people's reactions and thoughts and and maybe even having an emotional reaction to that, which is a bad thing. So, whoops, you're um, you're 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 better off getting staying in the, the realm of the real and making sure that everybody has a handle on the truth of the situation um, and everybody can act accordingly instead of acting out of the second guessing, which is a real swamp of problems in and of itself. Yeah. 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 And there's also always the option of, of, of canceling whatever it is. If, you know, it's impossible. If you have something that comes up and it's just become impossible to get to for whatever yep. reason. And, and there's a lot of reasons that could happen. I, uh, then again, it's communicating, going, "Sorry, I'm not going to uh, take this anymore." You know, mm -hmm. and uh, mm -hmm. um, so you, you know, the, no is always an option. No is a really good <laughs> business decision. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, if you got new stuff that's coming in, you know, and you are eight weeks out, you could certainly say, "I'm eight weeks out," but otherwise, I can't take it. You know, yeah, um, absolutely. You know, and if you are not able to say no, then you are lining yourself up for potential issues like what we're talking about. Yeah, and there's there's lots problem. of different reasons to say no. You know, I mean, it could be it, it, the project isn't 
fit your niche, uh, mm-hmm, what it is mm-hmm. that you work with, it's out of your style or whatever. Um, it uh, it could be that it's uh, uh, doesn't provide um, enough v- uh, enough money. You know, mm-hmm. um, it's it's the the offer is lower than what you're willing to work for. It, you know, there, there it, it could be you just maybe have a past relationship with with who <laughs> is what, and you don't get along well. Right. Maybe it's maybe it's good not to do business with them. You know, that's an interesting so, point. Well, so when would when would you have a situation where you maybe didn't get along with a client, but they came back to you? Well, yeah. I mean, maybe there's an interpersonal thing there, but the work is really good. Oh. You know. Um, and, uh, but there, it's just an absolute kind of nightmare to, <laughs> um, uh, to work together, you know, yeah. uh, you either, you know, go, well, we're serving the music and, and man, you know, it, it, the projects turn out so good, but it's just so hard to get through mm. these. Um, you know, if you're busy with everything else, is this a priority? Do you want to go through that at that time while you've got all the other overwhelm going on? Right. right. You know? Um, so you might potentially take a look at whether or not you want to take something, um, you know, and, and that can be a problem is if all you're ever saying is yes, and you're in a situation where you don't know how you're going to, uh, you know, honor uh, your contracts or whatever, Yeah. Um, then you've gotten yourself into that problem of trying to take on too much, you know? And, yeah. Uh, I think there's but, two uh, aspects to that. One is that. Some people are naturally people pleasers and they want to make everybody happy. And so they're afraid to say no. And that, <laughs> apart from probably needing some therapy or self-help, that in itself is a, a kind of like a long-term recipe for disaster. Um, yeah. The other part is that in any, in any business, there's a season of yes, especially as a freelancer, especially as a, as a service provider, there's a season of yes, I think I call it, which is where you kind of take on everything that comes your way, either because you uh, need the money or you're trying to establish a reputation or you're trying to establish um, what it is you ultimately will provide. Like, oh, yeah, I'll take that on. I'll take that on. And you use that season of yes as a kind of a, a, a tool for yourself to figure out what services uh, you do best, what services clients want from you, what um, what fits in your time. You know what I mean? What um, ultimately it's a way of, of narrowing down, okay, I realize I don't really want to do this after all because I've done it. Or I, hey, this is something I hadn't even thought of that people are bringing to me. I'd like to do some more of that. And But you have to use that period of time to learn from and say, okay, this is how I want to focus going forward. And at that point is when you do start saying, no, I don't do that, but I know someone who does or, or no, I don't take that on. Um, let me you know, refer you elsewhere or whatever, but it, it does have to be a, a pruning process at some point where you do have to turn people away or, or say no to things. And for some people, I think that's hard. Yeah, it is hard. Um, you know, and you have to have a good understanding of why you'd want to say no in a particular situation, you know? True. And and being too busy is is one of those reasons, you know. Yeah. So, I think if you've been in, uh, you know, in in the business long enough, you get an understanding of of there's a there's a natural ebb and flow. Yes, uh, absolutely. Um, of business, and I think especially in in music and recording cycles and things like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, that ebb and flow may be different. It, it kind of depends on who your client base is and the artists that you work with. And once you kind of get this base, everybody's got their own schedule going. Mm-hmm. And um, and then kind of a natural cycle begins. And then you can start identifying, uh, okay, so I got I got a month and then it's going to slow down, you know, and that's going to yeah. be, you know. Well, I, I used to have a, a client, he was in sales. He was a, uh, a good guy, man. Um, and uh, he was always like, you know, uh, uh, meet today, bones tomorrow. And, uh, uh, be, <laughs> like and being in sales, I know. <laughs> you know, and so you got to think, when's, you know, when's your um, your time of, of, of meat and when's your time of bones. Yeah. And, you know, because those are going to, those are going to ebb and flow, uh, you know, cyclically. So get a feel for that. Mm-hmm. Take a look at last year and the year before. Do you have any patterns developing in uh, the amount of business you have, uh, ver- you know, at, at points of time in the year? Oh yeah. And then, and then look for, uh, look for um, patterns in those. Mm-hmm that you can identify because it'll help you forecast what you've got coming up. So maybe you're overwhelmed right now, but you historically get really slow in November, you know, push through it. (laughs) You (laughs) know, you're absolutely right. (laughs) I remember, yeah, it wasn't even that long ago. I was looking at my, I was like, what's going on? And I was looking at my, um, my accounting app. I was looking at my profit and loss and it's like, it literally for two years, it's like this, just like a literal wave. Ebb and, and flow. And, and to be honest yeah. with you, everybody that I talk to that's an independent yeah. has the their books look the same. Okay. Yeah, it's weird. If you look at the <laughs> so it's really weird. It's, it's it's sort of a natural thing. And um and it's just you know, unless you've got like a ridiculous amount of of clientele mm-hmm. of all different types of background and genre and right. and and geography and stuff like that, um the clients that you have are gonna kind of make up your schedule. You know, because those the yeah, repeats, yeah. and it, you you bring some in, and you lose some or whatever, and th- and that might kind of change depending on schedules. But I happen to know that the artists that I work with, um, you know, are recording in a couple different times of the year and releasing a couple different times of the year. You know, so yeah, you know, when you get these all kind of uh, rolled up, take a look at who you're working with and what their schedules are, because they're generally, um, you know, uh, going to be working on writing and composing and 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 doing their recording for for three months before they get to uh, a post-production area you know yeah, yeah. so uh you know just get an understanding of who your clients are and 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 what they're and, and you know reach out and talk to them and ask them what they're uh what they think their schedule is going to be you know mm-hmm. that's not a personal question it's just getting an idea of of where things are and, and ensuring that you're going to be ready for them when uh yeah. when they get there you know so yeah that's a really good point too keeping in touch with your clients and seeing where their schedules are can help you with your own schedule and making sure that you have uh, appropriate bandwidth, appropriate resources to serve yeah. them properly. And that also helps you kind of forecast your own business. And and if you need to, uh, you know, if you've got an indication that, wow, well, I'm looking like I'm going to have uh, uh, two or three really slow months coming up here based on what I'm feeling from my mm-hmm. client base, um, I need to do some marketing. You know, maybe I can, maybe I can reach out and grab a couple new artists who are ready to go here during this time. So, Mm -hmm. you know, so that kind of thing and making those types of decisions, but. Yeah, there's definitely some, uh, some research you can do on your own business patterns on your own historical ebb and flow to kind of anticipate those, either the lull times or the overwhelmed times and try to 
yeah. anticipate. And that. I tell you, every every decision you make should it should be based on research. It should be based on on actual, you know, uh, as much data as you can accumulate from whatever yeah. records you have, you know, and sure. uh, you know that's all kind of, all kinds of different things. But then, uh, you know, not to just go by feel all the time feels good, but but uh, but actually take a look and have an understanding of what the most probable thing that is, is upcoming is going to be, you know, right. and make, and make decisions based on that. Cause you know, if you've got a bunch of stuff going on, that's overwhelming right now, but in three weeks, you're not going to have anything, <laughs> um, you know, work it out. You, you can, you can get through that, you know, yeah, if, totally. you're, if it's eight months to a year or something, you know, then you might, <laughs> uh, to keep your sanity, you need to, you know, let something go. Yeah, let something go or hire an assistant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, my wife jumps in and helps me every once in a while. Um, oh, that's nice. If I'm running behind on, you know, on whatever administrative stuff or things like that, but not not all the time. But if if I get in a bind, she helps out. So yeah. if you got a if you got a teammate that can help, you know, in some way, or you could certainly uh, reach out and and uh, and hire somebody to help you for a bit to get you where you. Oh yeah, be. virtual assistant. Yeah, I always have that in my back pocket. Yeah, the teamwork makes the dream work, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's all very interesting. Do you, um I know you don't like to talk about specific tools if you don't if you can't, but um I know it can be as simple as writing things down on uh, paper. Problem with that is that that you can only write down what you remember, right? So, uh, making sure you calendar things and uh put not just the project on your calendar, but also the deadline on your calendar and the milestones. Do you use booking calendars? Um, I've, I've often thought about uh, opening up a calendar and allowing uh, uh, clients to go ahead and schedule their own bookings on it for available I times. do for, um, for meetings. I use Calendly. Um, mm -hmm. And I do, I update it like every Sunday night in anticipation of the coming week. Um, but that's about as far out as I can, uh, as I can predict what my time will look like. Um, and I, it's just easy enough to say, Hey, we want to meet this week. Here's my Calendly link, schedule yourself a 30 minute appointment and, uh, we'll talk then. And it's super yeah. easy. It links with Google. I get a reminder. Uh, I do like that. Yeah. Um, um, I, I use, I use Trello a lot. Uh, I do have a personal Jira account for oh. creating, um, tickets. Okay. Uh, you know, and, uh, and I do use that. Um, so that's a trouble ticket, um, software. Yeah. If you want to call it that, it's a, it's, a, it's task tickets. Oh, uh, you can okay. kind of categorize them however you want. Um, <laughs> it's an Atlassian product. Okay. So, so is Trello now. Yeah. Atlassian bought Trello. Yep. Okay. And, uh, uh, but you can kind of use Trello like that because each card in Trello can just function as a ticket. And, sure. Uh, well, that's the know. beauty of Trello is that it's just, it can be whatever you want it to be. Right. And, uh, uh, and I like Trello and I organize my, uh, I generally don't do my small stuff in Trello because then it ends up being more work to do in Trello than I'm really right. want to do. Um, but for, for album projects, I like to use Trello and then I can mm -hmm. organize the entire album into each one of the tracks on it. And, uh, um, it serves as a way, uh, uh, where myself and the client can communicate directly on at the track level. Oh, right. Cause you can share boards. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I'll create a, a uh, I have, I create boards for each artist that I work with doing an album. Um, and then I can collaborate directly with the artists on that and, uh, comment and, you know, and do revisions, um, based on, uh, you know, the discussion that's actually right on the, on the track card. So, 
And then I progressed those, you know, through uh, uh, stages. Right. Uh, like a you know, uh, board uh, you know, to do and in progress and um, mm -hmm. in review and done. And, uh, you know, and so I can see where any track is at any time. And so can the client because they have access to the board, too. And, um, uh, you know, and then we get an idea of what the what it looks like, what the overall album progress looks like to get to that. And I have an independent, an individual card for the album normally too, because clients like to release tracks as singles. Um, and so right. I'll, ha I'll have a separate album card that, uh, um, that follows behind all the singles. Um, that'll then start progress once all the singles are tracked. So, and, uh, you know, and get those through and then, cause uh, we'll use those, uh, those, uh, master, uh, those master tracks and to apply to the album. So yeah, anyway. that's cool. Yeah. That's a cool idea. Um, so I know there's a lot of features in Trello. They keep adding stuff and I have, I've kind of lost track of what all they have. Does it have a calendar feature where you can set appointments and set, um, I know there's, a, I know it sets deadlines because you did that for the podcast this past week. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it popped up. Um, yeah, I think you can. I, I haven't really used that with clients at all. Uh, you know, so you can set like a, a, a well, as far as, you know, here, here's the, the track deadline, you know, when we yeah. expect that to be done type of thing, as far as, um, scheduling communication and things like that with clients, mm -hmm. uh, I think you'd have to create a new kind of a task card and, okay. and have it be independent. You know, it'd be maybe separate from the track. Um, I don't know if you can do that within, uh, you know, the actual, um, track card in this case itself, because the dates that are scheduled for that or for the track not any specific meeting yeah or something like that, that but occurs the reason it. i ask is because i feel like one of the the ways that systems like this fall down is that you have information in in multiple places and some of them um you have to remember to look there to yeah. go oh i have this thing instead of having it show up on like your google calendar which syncs with your phone and then you just it's there and you know it's there because it reminds you yeah you know what i mean I mean, once once a track is done, there's no more communication occurring on that track. Sure. Um, you know, when it's finaled, and uh, um, and then the stuff that's upcoming. If there's been communications, then I'm I'm going in and reviewing those things when I'm go when I'm actually working on that specific track, and then you know, and going where are we at with this now? And uh, you know, I, I usually kind of block things off into context. So um, if there's messages that I haven't read yet, based on something that I'm not supposed to work on, and for a couple of days. You know, if I know they're there, uh, then definitely I'll, I'll, uh, cause I get notifications, you know, but then if, if there's something that I've missed, I'm going to catch it when I get there to work, you know, and if it's something that was urgent and I haven't replied to it, generally I'm going to get a follow-up from whomever, Sure. you know, <laughs> me message me. I mean, that could occur too, but yeah, I don't worry about that too much though. Cause it's, it's all, uh, that's what I like about it. everything. All, all the communication is in context of what it is. It's not like an email um, that doesn't have uh, anything to do, you know, directly with uh, uh, being tied to a specific task. Yeah. You know, because you have to determine what context is outside. Um, but within Trello, uh, everything that's 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 communicated is in the context of whatever it is. We're talking about this track or we're, if we're on, on a different track, you know, because each card has its own thread of communication that's specific to that track or it's about the album. And so we're communicating about the album. Uh, you know, so having that context is important. Um, mm -hmm. that's why that, that's another reason I really like it because, uh, you know, have the direct communication in context of exactly what it is. That yeah. We're working on, I was so. just trying to abstract that to something other than working on an album for a client. 
Yeah. Uh, to kind of a broader system for project tracking in general. Yeah. But yeah, in in this case, you know, it's it's tracked by, you know, every track is its own little card. It's a project. And the mm-hmm. album is its own card and it's project. Right. <laughs> you know, and so communication is, is if you were communicating to me on the, uh, you know, on track one about track four, I would tell you, stop it. <laughs> 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 and let's go discuss this over on track four, you know? Nice. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, that makes sense. So. Yeah, I like that context-dependent um, system. But yeah, you, it, then you don't have to try to guess. There's no questions as to what, you know, right. uh, uh, what the communication is about. So, And the notification system works good. And, you know, and the app is good. I, mm. it's, it's also important to me to be able to use most of the stuff on my phone. Um, cause I always have my phone with me and I can deal with these things. Right. Um, if I'm sitting in an office waiting on a meeting or something like that, I can deal with stuff, um, um, you know, kind of dynamically. I don't have to set aside time. I can, uh, I can, Hey, I got 10 minutes and do yeah. this, you know? Um, and so when I, uh, Trello works well on my phone, so I do like, um, you know, being able to work with most of these systems that have mobile applications. Yeah, I think that's an important consideration because we are increasingly, well, <laughs> very much entrenched now, uh, mobile mobile society and everything we do you yeah. know, has to be on our phone and, and just as usable as it is on our computers, if not more so. So, yeah, that's a good, good point. And Trello does fit that bill. So, yeah, I mean, I would recommend uh, that as, as something for, I, I think that if you've never used it before and you go in, you're going to be like, what the heck is this? Yeah. And, and I know I was, I was, it didn't make sense to me at all. No, I had a couple of false starts with Trello too. I yeah. just like I don't know why people are even recommending this because it's so yeah. weird. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's a different paradigm, and and it, it ca- caused me to think about things a little differently, uh, mm-hmm. which ended up being a good thing. Um, and, True. Uh, and, and I haven't had any problem. I haven't, you know, because uh, my clients don't have to set anything up; they just go and and start using it, and it's it's simple in that respect because you can just come. Oh, and I can make a comment here, and you know, and uh, yeah, and whatever, you know. So the you can attach files and and things like that too if you want to. So true. Cool. Well, thank you for that. Um, yeah. I think we're running out of time here. Yep. <laughs> Looks like. Um, yeah, I think this was a good discussion uh, in general about overwhelm and some ways to overcome or prevent or plan for for that. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully that was helpful to everyone. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and if if all that fails, just take a step back and go walk in nature because that, yeah. that'll just bring you back to yourself and you can go okay i can handle this yeah <laughs> this is all transitory stuff is supposed to be fun too so yeah yeah it is supposed to be fun and That's nobody ever said it. you can't have fun you know while while working so <laughs> whistle while you work <laughs> try whistling <laughs> yeah anyway all right everybody well, peace thanks everyone for tuning in thanks everyone have a great for week. uh checking it out and have a great week yeah All right, take care. Well, that wraps up another episode of the Indie Music Podcast. Please like and subscribe, share with your friends, or just leave us a review on iTunes if you like what you've heard. Find our social links and episode guide at IndieMusicCast.com. Until next time, keep creating.